Open your ears and lower your expectations. There's a new podcast sweeping a very small portion of the nation. Listen now, listen fast, because this episode may be their last. He's Sean, he's Chris, you should listen to this. It's an hour you'll never get back. On SoundCloud, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Honorado and Sean Bagnardi. All right, Shawnee. The Thanksgiving hangover is done, right? Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it's not quite done. It's no. pretty early yeah, Friday morning. You, uh, We're doing yeah, this. You're, you're hurting a little bit after all that turkey and whatever else? No. Okay. I mean, we drink so much now that it really yeah, almost it doesn't, doesn't matter. No. It's just, all I'm your, so tired. All of your stories start with, We're, We're at, at a bar. bar. Yeah. Um, some good happened over the Thanksgiving holiday, though, that I want to <laughs> oh, share really? with you. Oh, yeah. really? That's nice. Well, you know, not uh, not always does good happen over the holidays. No. You know? No. Nope. Uh, I'm sure there were fights somewhere outside retail stores on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but what's the hot item this year? You remember Tickle Me Elmo? You remember how people sure. would just rip each other to shred and where are all those things now when, does anybody have one when i was a really young kid cabbage patch kids were a big deal you are dating yourself a little there no doubt yeah. uh, it's okay <laughs> what am i hiding from really um oakland athletics reliever sean doolittle and his girlfriend Hosted seventeen. Wait a minute. Are we going to do this now? We're do, we're doing this. We're doing this. I thought we, you normally you set up each the, element and then we talk about it. No, I'm telling you about the good that happened over Thanksgiving here. Yeah, but you got it. What about we got to tease the guest and all that stuff? You're right. We should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Before even introducing ourselves, <laughs> right. Chris Honorado and Sean Bagnardi, our guest on this episode is Lang Whitaker, mm-hmm. whose credentials are far more expansive than ours put together. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is currently part of NBA TV, NBA.com, but uh, was editor-in-chief for Slam Magazine when it was like at the height of its you know, hip-hop basketball influence. Um, he's also contributed to GQ, which I find fascinating because that's something I'd like to do one day. It'll I, never happen. I had a Slam Magazine that was all like one-sheets of different athletes, yeah, so yeah. the whole thing. Yep. And then, so I took them out. And when I was young, I like right. taped them to Absolutely. my wall, and I had like literally one whole wall. It was the whole magazine. I did like every single player, and I even like put them by team. Like. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. And I think more importantly, he is from Atlanta. He's a Braves fan. Okay, well, we won't hold that against him. And uh, and I've read his book, which I'll I'll tell you right now. Uh, even if you're just a baseball fan, uh, read it because he's a really good writer. It's called In the Time of of Bobby Cox. Uh, and it's uh, it's it's a really interesting book about how he watched the Braves uh, during that dominant era. Maybe that can be what I'm reading later. You're a Mets fan. I got a feeling it won't be. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it could be. What are you burning? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Great. We'll add that to the segment. Yeah. So we'll have Lang on, and uh, and we're not going to do like a lot of current NBA stuff. We have bigger picture NBA questions for him to pick his brain as someone who covers the league on an everyday basis. Yeah, and he'll probably go off the rails a little. It things, always does. Things do. Yeah. yeah it uh, it always <laughs> does. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so can I get back to it here? Well, no. What else we have? Oh, we okay. should tease your. Don't you have a story? To I've tell? got a yeah, funny story because it's Black Friday as we record this. I have a very funny story to tell about the worst Christmas gift I've ever given. All right, and I've got a story, uh, just a an embarrassing uh, moment during a purchase type story as well. Can't so wait for we'll that. Keep everything right along the same the same line or continuity here. Yeah, I have an idea already what kind of story you are in when that embarrassing moment happens. Yeah. Now, one other thing we got to mention: people have been asking us why there was no podcast last week. It's technically this week, so there will be one. So shut up, people. <laughs> we did one. Yeah. Over the weekend, we did last weekend. Yep. We had um, a plan, which is rare. Right. So I'll I'll talk also about why why it didn't hit the airwaves of the internet. All right. So Sean Doolittle, Oakland Athletics reliever, and his girlfriend hosted seventeen Syrian refugee families living in Chicago for Thanksgiving dinner. Now, how about this? Among the others in attendance, Mayor Rahm Emanuel, mm-hmm. um, as well as some city council members from Chicago, and uh, a quote from Sean's girlfriend here. And Sean has done like some funny things before, like buying burritos for fans and stuff like after a, a game early in the morning, late at night, however you want to describe it. Um, we thought we'd officially welcome them with one of our greatest American traditions, Thanksgiving. Isn't that nice? I'm telling you, sometimes you just need a little bit of good to get your day going, right? <laughs> you know, I saw something on Facebook. No, somebody, this can't be good, then. Somebody said, Jesus. you know, throughout throughout uh, the history of our of our country, people have been worried about refugees coming here and wiping out the population. Yeah, and the only, guess what? Yeah, the only time it ever came true, we celebrated yesterday around the table mm-hmm. having uh, turkey dinner. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting, yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, can I defend a position I made the last podcast on No Shave November? Oh, please do. All right, so we, we, we had some messages mainly directly to my face. You, because You angered some people. Yeah, well, you know, look, I, I'm not down with it. I, I get it's a good cause. I'm all for that. My argument last podcast was not that we shouldn't be raising money for men's health issues, prostate cancer and other types of diseases facing men. It's the manner in which we raise the money that all of a sudden by growing a beard – that this is going to make people want to donate. Other causes, they wear colors. It's just, I mean, why can't we just all wear blue? American Heart Association, wear red. Okay. Breast cancer, wear pink. Beautiful. Okay. And in fact, I've been informed that actually prostate cancer awareness, if that's such a thing, uh, they they actually encourage people to wear blue on that day. So I don't know where we got the – I understand we got it from Australia. But the whole No Shave November thing, as I mentioned, it just <clears throat> gives people who don't look good with facial hair to grow it for an entire month. Right. You're saying it gives them it gives them reason to do something they wouldn't normally do. Shouldn't. Not and, wouldn't. Shouldn't. Okay. All right. Yeah. And so a coworker of ours chimed in, and 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 he did the whole no shave November thing, and he raised a lot of money. And kudos to him. Did he look good with the facial hair? Well, I'm looking at a picture of him here. I I would imagine his what. Here's how I'll answer the question. <laughs> okay. He reached his fundraising goal. Shaved the next day. Right. You tell me. Did he look good? <laughs> okay. All right. What did he say? How? What was the defense of your anger? 
Well, he says, Chris asked, why not, why not just ask people for donations? The answer is because fundraising often works better when people see you're doing something fun to earn their donation. That's why you see so many charity 5Ks and other races and walks have done the tour to cure many times. That's cool. As you probably know, our colleague's son, Jeremy, has raised thousands shaving his head for St. Baldrick's, another great cause. My son and I have done St. Baldrick's for a few years. But since I don't have a lot of hair to shave, it's funny. I thought I'd try something different this year, hence the beard. If you want to learn more about the cause, make a donation. You can check it out. No-shave.org backslash member backslash Rooney. Okay. Yep. He reached his goal, but you could still donate to him. That would be nice. Okay, you have no reaction to his comments? No, that was kind of innocuous. He didn't really rip me, I didn't think. Okay. He just explained his position. I'm just explaining mine that I think we can still get the job done. Well, look, everybody in, has in, a voice on this show, ways. damn it. Everybody has a voice. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, it's interesting because that's actually the second time now I've heard you. Now, technically the third time mm. I've heard you go through this rant. The first time to get this response. <laughs> and, and then last week when we recorded the podcast, uh. when you already talked about uh, Mr. Rooney's yeah. Facebook. So we did this podcast. Okay. <laughs> we were supposed to have a guest. Right. As we traditionally do. A guest whom was already on the broadcast mm-hmm. prior to this one. Good. Okay. Before would kind of d- <laughs> right. stand for that. Look, it's early. Um, and we didn't know if we were going to have her back. Until we were into the show. Right. So we started the show. Yep. You got a text during our first segment. Yep. That made it clear, probably not going to happen. Right. And then very clear that it wasn't going to happen after a couple back and forth. Yep. And then... Mind you, all of this discussion was being read aloud. Correct. And it just went so far downhill after that we ended up tell, telling things stories that were just the timing isn't right to put that on the yeah. to publish that piece of work okay so what we'll do when the timing is a little better so i'm saving it i'm saving yeah, this All we'll right. release it as like a lost episode okay or when like a bonus feature on the dvd when or we're something. dead or <laughs> yeah, when we've exactly. already been fired from our our day jobs or, or when we're like out of town one of us is out of town we're like yeah. well and part of it will be dated sure but let me tell you it won't matter because it's just carnage in that episode okay um i'm gonna tell my story about the worst and and i I think I'm traditionally a good gift giver. I would even go as far to say that this is the one misstep I've had in giving presents, whether it be Christmas, birthday, whatever. All right. Girl I'm dating in college. I'm now out of college, but it's Christmas time. So whatever. You know, she's uh, just finished up her first semester of senior year. Okay. And I had just graduated the year before. Her birthday is actually on Christmas. So that's kind of the double whammy. How do you now separate? You have to do enough to separate the birthday from Christmas. You can't just say, hey, it's Christmas, so here's one big gift or whatever. Okay. Not only, Sean, did I not get one big gift, I got a bunch of really bad gifts. So this is just like and a I, bad year for you. It was, it was, it bad. was bad. And honestly, like... Now, the, do you have to get a Christmas gift and a birthday gift? Do you distinguish between the two, or do you just buy gifts? I just bought gifts. <laughs> I just bought gifts. This was the birthday s- card. Yeah, this was the second Christmas we were together. 
Um, and the first Christmas was a lot better. I don't want to talk. The card, I, I bought a birthday card and a Christmas card, and I cut, I split it. So the top, well, I'll say the, the front, I don't even remember exactly. The front was the birthday, and the inside was Christmas or whatever. Okay. Happy birthday to you and Jesus. There you go. Right. What a day. Um, so I am at her house, at her parents' house in New Jersey, and there are other family members around. Um, her brother and his wife among the group. They are telling us. So, you know, as you do in larger groups, everybody opens one present at a time. You go in the circle or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you go get the gift and you hand it to the whatever. Right. So there are gifts throughout the room, and people are bringing them up to individuals as we go. Okay. So as this is happening, her brother and his wife are telling a story about a Christmas Eve celebration there at the night before. And one of their friends gave his wife this awful, awful gift. They all just laughed at him and and couldn't understand how he thought this was a good idea. So they're now ripping this 24 hours later. Yes. Yeah. Good. So as they're doing it, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I have the same exact gift somewhere in this room to give to my girlfriend. No. I can't. I mean, I can't. How do I now get the gift out of this room without uh, someone seeing is... and back into the car? Wow. Okay. That's, this is a Costanza moment. How do you get the gift out of the room? I'm, I'm sweating. Of I'm course. sitting on the couch. I'm sweating. As they're telling this story, I have to laugh. You know, I have to laugh along with everybody. But, yeah. but what I didn't realize until later was that she knew I was giving her this gift. And in fact, Sean, we had seen something, a commercial or whatever. I don't even remember where it was. Maybe we were out at store and, and, and we saw it together. And she said, oh, this would be really cool to have. Like, I think we would use this. Okay. To me, that says this is a potential gift. All right. So now she's just as embarrassed. She knows the gift's in the room. She knows the gift is in the room. Because, and I didn't know at the time, I found out later, like a week later, that in my apartment she had found it. She had found the gift in the oh, apartment. Geez. So she knew I had got I, I got it. You got to so, hide the gift. Uh, okay. But I don't know. I mean, I, I have to get to the gift before somebody else does and sees the tag to, from, and passes it off. <laughs> yes, you do. I, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm literally sweating uh, sitting on the couch. We get through most of the gifts. I decide I got. I have to get up and find it. So I start looking. Were there other gifts for from you yes. for her? Yep. So she had opened stuff from right. you, yep. so that everybody at least knows. Okay, well, she opened Chris's present or right. presents, right? right? All right. Okay. So I find the bag that has the present in it. It's wrapped, but there are other things that go along with this gift that aren't wrapped. They're just in like a gift bag with some tissue paper or whatever. Okay. So I find the bag and I say something, you know, I'm like, oh, how did this, oh, this, I got to take this back out to my cards for my dad or whatever. So I just set it aside, okay? <laughs> yeah. I set it aside. Anyway, we finish up with the gift giving process and we're leaving the room and I go to pick up this bag and my girlfriend's sister-in-law just kind of peeks in, like not no, even snooping, no. but sees a box of graham crackers. It goes with the gift and she says, Boy, this has who got to, who got <laughs> This is the worst kid. I don't you don't have to tell me what it is. If graham crackers go with it, if that's your batteries not she included says, that you had to go pick up to graham crackers. Is getting graham crackers. Holy Christ. <laughs> 
And I said, oh, it's this whole thing for my dad. He loves it. I, it's hard to explain. Whatever. Yeah, it sounds pretty hard to explain. <laughs> anyway, the gift was like this um, por- <laughs> portable s'mores burning kit. I don't know what. I, I, it's hard for but it must have been a big deal. Some other guy got it for his wife just the night before. And she said she would like it and, and thinks we would use it. And so I just, I, I, I had to get out of there. I, I got the gift out of there, thankfully. Um, a week later, we then see each other and she's telling me how she knew oh, I had gotten God. it. So I said to her, I'm like, well, do you still want it? Yeah. <laughs> Still, still had she it. Took, yeah, yeah. So she took it. Yeah. Oh my god. Now, do you think she had that discussion with her family too? Like only after we broke up, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Which was oh, it didn't work out with her, huh? <laughs> Amazing. Which was I don't know four or five months later. Okay. I, I th- and I I really think once you've once you've screwed up a, a gift giving thing. That signifies the relationship is coming to an end. Right? Oh, I because thought it was I, when you go on vacation. Because, well, that's well. You know what we did? We went on a, we <laughs> oh, went on it. vacation together after that. Yeah, and on her spring break, and that was it. Then yeah. that was it. yeah. <laughs> Good. You do okay. a long term vacation, forget it. Uh, did you ever use the gift with her? Do you guys yeah. ever share uh, s'mores one night? No, never did. <laughs> <Okay>. No. <laughs> All right. Good. Uh, yeah. Great. Mine's nowhere near that good. It's rare that you have a story better than me. Mm. Um, but I had kind of a, an embarrassing gift buying moment. Sure. Not not the giving yeah. of the gift, right. the purchasing. It was not a holiday uh, item, I don't think. It was... I know exactly what it was. We had a, a mini golf bet going. Okay. I had with a... With a, a girl. <laughs> I, I promise Lang Whitaker is, is coming up. Yeah, yeah this promise. would be great. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I just uh, I don't have my best time mini-golfing. Okay. Normally I'm pretty good, pretty confident. Okay. Not yeah, but in this case you want to lose. It's like that guy who you no. make a bet like, I'll, I'll buy you dinner if I'm wrong. And you just... No, listen, the, whatever my whatever I put up... As my end of this probably would have been better to win, I'm sure. Okay, but losing the bet, yeah, meant that I had to go purchase some lingerie. Now, how is your end better than this? Well, I don't remember, but I'm sure it was. All right, um, yeah, you're right. There's no losing. This is a win-win for me. Okay. Of course, it wasn't. Sure, yeah, we're playing mini golf. Right. We're having a good time. We're yeah. gonna, all right. So, so I go into Victoria's Secret. Sure. Which, as you know, is always an experience, right? Just walking by in the mall yeah. becomes an experience, doesn't it? It's like don't look directly into yeah, the windows. I, I want to go. In, I'm like, I want to go in there, but I don't know if I right. should. You, I mean, the, the, the life size models on the windows. Yeah. Like, don't look directly at them. Like, well, here's the problem. If you're in any other store, you can like talk to the person next to you. Like, not that you really ever would, yeah. but. Oh, is that the new? Uh, you're like a Radio Shack. Yeah. Oh, is that the, yeah. the new iPod you're looking at there? Like, what are you gonna say that? What are you gonna? Say? You have no. There's no conversation. Does that come point. with a front or a back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, is that for you or for you? <laughs> so, I'm in there and I have that look. I'm not even sure at this point if I had ever done this before. You don't even know what the look is, but I know I you have had it. it. Yeah. yeah. 
it's the deer in the headlights look. Sure. That, oh, this you're this, overwhelmed. This poor man. Yeah. So one of the employees comes over to me and she's being very nice and yeah, anything I can help mm-hmm. you with. Like, are you looking for something in particular? I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> I like it all. Right. Some of it scares me. <laughs> uh, so I said, yeah. So she said, well, what's, what's the story? Who's this for? So I said, well, oh, I didn't, she said, she didn't say who's it for. She just said, well, what's, what are you doing here? And I said, well, to be honest with you, it's kind of a, a funny story. I said, I actually, I lost a bet. So I need to pick out something. Oh, jeez. I she, see where and, this is going. And she says to me, all right, well, what size oh, are what size are you? <laughs> yeah, no, not that kind no, of no, bet. That's that's a bet. That's <laughs> that a, bet. a bet. That's losing the yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, not for me. Let's just right. know she's thinking I'm looking around for something for me to try it on, and, and I'm like, you've oh, just come up God. with a bad excuse to buy women's lingerie that you will wear later. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a bet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. Well, look what we had last week. Why not? Yeah. I'm just saying, right? Um, so. That was embarrassing, but I cleared it up quickly and got something I think pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Are we done? I think so. Okay. Uh, you're a huge NBA guy. I yeah. know that. I, I just I love basketball. Um, you're not going to bother with any Nets questions, are you? No, I won't. Really? If you're going to make me not, I will not. Yeah. I'll tell you what. No Nets from you, no Braves from me. Deal. Let's bring in our guest. Let's do it. Finally, reprieve uh, from our two voices, uh, Lang Whitaker of NBA TV. Uh, you can check out his all-ball blog on NBA.com, his former Slam Magazine editor-in-chief, uh, and also a, a contributor to GQ. The most qualified person we've had on the show. Easily. Uh, he's going to uh, Nick's Heat over the weekend. He's at an NBA game what, just about every night, and, uh, and if he isn't at a game... He's watching his beloved Hawks. There's no doubt about that. Lang, great to have you on, man. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're good. Uh, all right. First thing, I mentioned Knicks Heat, uh, that you were going to go see that game over the weekend. Are, are the Knicks back as a franchise? Did they finally hit a draft pick with Porzingis? I think they hit a draft pick with Porzingis. I guess the question is, what do you consider back? Um, <laughs> You know, they. I mean, they. They're. They're. Uh, I guess maybe a playoff contender now. I mean, they're. Ne- they're definitely not a championship contender right now. But um, you know, they're. They're better than they were a year ago, um, and, and they actually have. I, I think it's sort of unfair to compare them to last year because last year they were clearly trying to make the thing as bad as they could to get the best pick they could, and, and they worked. Um, and now they have you know competent players, and they have role players, guys like Robin Lopez and Aaron Aflalo and um, guys who can come off the bench and, and you know, aren't D-League players, basically. So um, I think the Knicks are, are a team that could make the playoffs. Maybe they should make the playoffs, but you know, going into the season even talking to the guys at Media Day, like, heading into the season, Carmelo was like, you know, this, we're not talking playoffs, we're not, everybody was trying to lower expectations as much as they could. Um and I think what's happening now is probably just about best case scenario that they've become good enough to be a playoff team, probably. And um, you know, they're, they're still still a lot of steps away from being a, a championship team, but but they're they're pretty good. Did you realize Porzingis was going to be this good this early? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody did. Yeah. Um, 
Although, you know, seeing him at the first time I saw him in person, I, I, I didn't see him at Summer League. I, he was done by the time I got there. But then I saw him in person at Media Day on the, the start of the season. And, you know, I know the eye test is often overrated, but he passes the eye test. I mean, the guy's huge when you see him in person. He's seven three, whatever, and um, he, he's not altogether, you know, stumbling around or clumsy. I mean, he can move. He's, he's um, and he's big and knows how to use his body. Bangs into guys. He, he still has, you know, if you watch the games, he, he still clearly doesn't quite understand the offense. Um, and there's times where he'll, the Knicks will come down with the ball. And, and if you just watch him, he's not quite sure where to stand. And sometimes they'll just stand right next to another guy, and that guy waves him off. And you know, he doesn't 100 percent know where he's supposed to be doing on offense, but. He, he's been so good because he pays attention, and if someone else takes a shot, he crashes the boards every time. Um, and he's managed to just kind of find a little niche for himself. Um, I think he might be wearing down a little bit now. You're starting to see that because um, he's playing pretty big minutes for a rookie um, and playing a big role. But uh, I think it's kind of surprised everybody that it's happened this fast, and, and he's been as good as he has. Uh, Lang, you know, as opposed to like your radio spots, when we can talk always kind of day of stuff or really current stuff, Sean and I want to get into some not offbeat stuff, but I guess larger picture things in terms of the NBA. The first one I got for you, let's talk about the Warriors just because they're so hot. I, I mean, I, I would have never thought 72 and 10 was attainable by any other team than that 95 96 Bulls team. Can Golden State actually match or better that record? I think they can. Um, a couple of things with them. I, the, the thing to me that I think like, it's a little surprising to me that none of us saw this coming. Um, you know, as good as they were last year in the postseason and in the regular season and in the postseason. Um, and I think we all just kind of thought, well, this is as good as it gets. You know, this, this Warriors team is great and they're going to be a team to reckon with for a long time. But nobody really thought that they were going to get better and that, <laughs> that there was another level that they could get to. Um, you know, Steph Curry won the MVP, and you think, well, this is it. <laughs> Steph Curry's going to be this MVP level player. And he got better. Um, you know, and all these guys got better on their own, and as a team, they've, they've all improved, and I, I think you're seeing that now. Um, as far as record goes, you know, I know people keep saying that, well, you know, eventually they're going to get a loss, and then they'll get a couple losses here and there, and they'll start to pile up, and, um, you know, they'll get more into the flow of the season once it happens. I just don't know if it will with this team. It, it seems like, you know, last year when the Hawks won 19 in a row, you knew when it ended, it, was, it wasn't going to be that they were going to go back to just win-loss, win-loss. They, they were going to be better than they were, but there wasn't the sense that they had unlocked some deeper level of the team that no other teams could compete with. And I think with the Warriors, you kind of feel like, oh, man, like this, this team is so, so good. They can beat you in so many different ways. That it's a little scary for our opponents. That you know, that if you, hey, we we're going to shut down Steph Curry. Well, great. Andre Iguodala is going to hit a three to send it to overtime, or <laughs> you know, we keep the ball out. Of, we keep the ball in Clay Thompson's hands, and Harrison Barnes goes off for twenty-five. There's just so much they can do, and so many different ways they can do it that. I think 72 and 10 is absolutely in play for them. Lang, man, you brought up a painful Brooklyn Nets memory with Sean oh, sitting right across the on. table from me. That's right. <laughs> so the Warriors, uh, they're, they're the champs. They're undefeated so far. Obviously the team to beat. Who has the best chance to do that? Who's the next best team? Uh, I think Cleveland maybe. The, the thing is, you know, in the West, 
we were, we actually I do a podcast on NBA.com and we talked about this this week. They don't play the Warriors don't play the the Thunder or the Spurs until like February or March, mm-hmm. um, so we don't get to see them go at it against those teams. Um, the Thunder is a team that sort of like is the wild card to me. I mean, I, I don't think one through ten they have enough. They have as much depth as as the Warriors have. Um, but on any night, I mean, Westbrook and Durant can go off, and, and that's the one thing you can't really, you know, try to quantify is how how do you, how do those two guys carry this team? Um, the Spurs, I think, are more of a long term thing. Like we're we're still seeing them try to figure out how do they use the Marcus Aldridge. Um, and I think even if they played the Warriors in February and March, they're going to do something different than they would do in the postseason. You know, if it's pop likes to try to spring something on you in, in matchup-wise or something like that. Right. The one thing you could say, with, you know, the one thing you could say with the Spurs is they have Kawhi Leonard, and, and they could put him on Steph Curry for 48 minutes, and, and basically that might be the best defender, you know, on-ball defender in the league right now. And so the Spurs have a shot. I just think Cleveland has the depth, and the Cavs know that they can win um, against Golden State. They know they can win in Golden State. And I, I think that Cavs team, um, if they have... Kyrie Irving, if they have Kevin Love, if they have all those guys uh, in the post, that's that's a, a matchup problem for the Warriors and a team the Warriors are going to have to reckon with at some point. Lang just mentioned it, the Hang Time podcast. Check that out. Uh, Lang, are you in the camp of Michael Jordan is hands down the greatest basketball player of all time and no one will really ever challenge him for that title? I'm in the camp that Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, I, I don't know that we won't see somebody greater than him. You know, I think a lot of it with Jordan is, is, is culturally mm. he is probably the greatest player that will never be challenged yep. because you know he came he the, just the time he came along the way where the league was and where he helped the league get to. Um, that's going to be tough for anybody to ever have that kind of importance. Um, but uh, on the court. Yeah, I'm I'm up to camp that he's the greatest player of all time, and you know maybe hey someday someday someone else comes along who's better and more incredible than him, but uh, I haven't seen that yet. Was Kobe closest, like in terms of mentality, like a guy who would fight his teammates or just was ruthless, like wanted to win at all costs? Was he the closest guy you've seen since? I'd say Kobe. Yeah. I mean, he was Kobe was probably the best I've seen since then, um, since Jordan. And you know, in a lot of ways, Kobe he used to at least have that knock of, well, he just copies Michael Jordan <laughs> from the fist pump to the shots and everything. And uh, my friend Russ, who I used to work with at Slam, um, said it what really well one time where he said that, you know, Jordan's kind of put the blueprint out there for how a six six guy in the NBA can can be successful. And Kobe may have copied that blueprint, but everyone else had the same blueprint available to them. Only Kobe was able to figure it out and execute it as well as he did. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I think Jordan maybe a little more gifted athletically than Kobe, but that's splitting hairs. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I just think um, Kobe was probably since MJ the best player we, we've seen. On Kobe, is he is he done? Can this season be anything oh more God. for him other than a farewell tour, <laughs> retirement tour? I mean, can he can he be an impact guy at all anymore? Do you believe that? I don't know. In the right situation, maybe. Like you know, if he was coming off the bench for a contender, 
if he was coming off the bench for the Warriors, I think he could be a mm. impact player. Mm. Um, you know, but if he's the guy on the Lakers who's starting and and is the guy who needs to take all the shots, it, it's tough, man. It's um, and and you know, it might even be better. You mentioned like if this was a retirement tour, a farewell tour, that might even be better because there'd be some closure to it. But you know, Kobe keeps leaving the door cracked every yeah. time he talks about it, and, and it won't just say, "Okay, this is a retirement farewell tour." Then you would say, oh, "Okay, now we're gonna, we got something going here. We're going to move forward after this. Let's enjoy this last season, of Kobe." But it's still the door still kind of cracked, and it, it makes it a little more difficult to, to kind of sit there. All right, let's do some let's do some fun stuff here, Lang. How about who's the funniest player in the league? Who's got like the best personality that you've come across? Um, there's a lot of guys who are funny. I, one of the, my favorite people to follow on Twitter is Nick Young, obviously. Swaggy, um, <laughs> Swaggy P. Um, he's great. Uh, uh, some guys who are funny in different ways. Uh, Nick Collison's the funny dude. Okay. Um. Uh, who else? There's a lot of guys who are funny, and there's a lot of guys who are probably would it wouldn't be funny if you put them on television and they have to sit up mm. there with Chuck and Jack, and you know that's a different <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody will ever be as funny as Charles is, though. But Charles, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's coming together. I mean, that guy's incredible. Um, but I don't know. Nick is really funny. I like you know who else is funny on Twitter is um. JaVale McGee. Okay. Because he retweets him he retweets himself all the time. <laughs> he's the only person who should be retweeting. So. Chris does that too. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Alright, wait a minute, I got one. So who who has the most attractive wife or girlfriend mm. in the league? Ooh, Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, my wife is my wife is nearby, so I'm not going to answer that question. Yeah, and, and that'll lead me into saying, I know you're a happily married man, and I know the Lakers set the gold standard early on, but has a dance team surpassed the Laker girls at all? Um, I don't pay attention to that. I, I just watch the games. and um, so. <laughs> Right, right. Of course. Yes, well said. I'll, I'll decline to answer that. <laughs> All right, uh, Lang, on a serious note, who, what, what's the best interview you've ever had? You can go back to Slam or GQ or even on NBA.com. Um, and, and second part, which we're never supposed to do as journalists, uh, is there a guy uh, out there you have not had a chance to interview yet you want to? Second part first. Um, there's a couple of guys I'd like to sit down with. I, I mean, I've, I've had a chance to, at least at this point, you know, kind of meet everybody or, or ask them a couple of questions here or there. But there's a couple of people I'd like to sit down and do like a long interview with, like for an hour, and yeah. just really kind of try to get at things. One of the people I think would be really fascinating to sit down like that with, it's not a player, it's Greg Popovich. Mm, oh, um, no doubt. But Because so often when you see him interviewed, it's in between quarters and it's two answers, and he gives, you know, he'll just give you some snark or some <laughs> right. comedy. And it's funny and great, but you know you don't really get to the to the core of anything. And I think a long interview with him, I don't know if he would ever do that with anybody, um, mm. but I think a long interview with him would be really fascinating. Um, one of my favorite people to interview um, was always Stephen Marbury, um, because the, the first cover I did for Slam was a, a Marbury story, and then when I spent a day with him in Coney Island, then 
and then ever since then, he was just always, um, you know, willing to give me time. And, and, and multiple times when I sat down with him, he said, ask me anything. You mm-hmm. can ask anything you want to ask, um, which is, you know, not something you often get from a player. Uh, and there were times I would ask stuff that he would say, I probably shouldn't answer that. And then there were times when he would say things that, you know, were pretty open and honest <laughs> and things you didn't hear. So, um, and I get, the thing that made that good to me was that I got the chance to kind of, thanks to Slam, kind of go back at him multiple times and, um, you know, keep trying to sort of unravel that, uh, that personality and who he was and when he was in the NBA. Um, and I don't know, I, I, for some reason we always kind of, connected and clicked and, and, I, and, and it was always interesting to talk to. Alright, here's one that we always argue about. Yeah. Um, if you're going to start a team today to win this season, who's your mm-hmm. number one draft pick? And then the second part of it is, if you're going to start a team and looking long term, who's your number one pick? To me, it might be the same person. Mm. And I think, I think it might be Steph Curry. Both yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, clearly no one can stop him in the NBA today. Um, and, and, I mean, he's not, what is he, 25? I mean, he's not that old, 26. He, I think he's a guy who you could build around long-term, too. I mean, I would guess LeBron comes to mind, too, although he's older. Um, but he's a, a guy you can clearly build a franchise around and we, you know, we, you know we, what kind of pieces go around him. We kicked around the name Anthony Davis long term, but mm-hmm. but maybe the point guard has more impact lying. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Curry's 27. So, okay. Uh, I, Looks like know, he's 12. I, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is that like, Curry, I think Curry can play the style he plays and the way he plays for a really long time um, and have an impact on games for, you know, 10 years, 15 years. I mean, he's shooting jump shots, basically. Um, and I think on another team, maybe you know, maybe seven, eight years from now, you shift him to the two, and and have someone else create and get him the ball coming off screens, really like Kyle Korver gets mm. used, and he might be like a better Kyle Korver. Um, I don't, you know, Davis is yeah, definitely a guy you would build around. Another guy to me who maybe should be in that conversation is Demarcus Cousins. Um, you yeah. know, he's twenty five years old and, and basically averages double double every year, uh, and is a guy who. Has never been in a stable situation in the NBA, but a, a guy who maybe once he gets in that situation, um, I get the impression even better than he has been. I get the impression he hasn't been in many stable situations. <laughs> period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Crazy talent. Yeah, yeah. crazy yeah. talent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wang, one more thing, and before we kind of let you move on towards the door, uh, what's the best city to go out in after a game? Hmm. Well, this is a misnomer a little bit because. By the time I get done at a game, you're exhausted. It's probably, well, it's probably like one in the morning or two. It's yeah. late. It's not like the game ends and you're done. Um, you know, you go in the locker rooms, you're getting quotes, you have to go transcribe, sit down, then you have to actually write something. And by the time you get done, it's really late. So for me, going out after a game is usually like trying to get something to eat. Yeah. Um, or, you know, try to get dinner at one in the morning. Um, I like Miami because there's a lot of good Cuban places open late at night. Um, New York, obviously, is a place that there's lots going on at night. Um, I was in Memphis during the uh, during the playoffs, and I really enjoyed it there. Not post game, really, but just there were, there were so many good places to eat. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, on the off days, days between playoff games, um, they had barbecue. There's you know, 
uh, hot fried chicken. There's so many different things. I, I really enjoyed Memphis. I had never been, and I, I, I'm ready to go back. Yeah, I've heard it's a cool town. All right, so the way we end the show every week is something we call what are you watching, reading, and listening to? Obviously, you're watching a lot of right. NBA, but uh, apart from that, any yeah, good TV it. shows, movies, anything like that you're watching right now? Yeah, taste a line Whitaker here. <laughs> I uh, I just watched the whole Aziz Ansari show on Netflix. Oh, how is that? Um, I hear it's hilarious. Master of None. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, it's good. It's, it's like the best sitcom on TV right now. Um, watch that. Uh, what else do I do? See, I, I, I'm literally watching the NBA all the time. Yeah. Mm. Not, so it's tough to squeeze. So I actually watched Trainwreck last night with my wife, the Amy Schumer movie. Yeah. Um, and LeBron and Amari are probably the best people in the movie. Wow. So. Cool. <laughs> that's that's worth watching. Um, what else did I do? Oh, we just saw The Martian, the movie The oh, Martian. awesome. Um, I loved it. I really enjoyed it, yeah. I, that's for, for what I'm reading. That I, I was trying to finish the book before I saw the movie. So the movie came out, and I had the book, and I'd been reading it. And the book is just like, it's like reading a science textbook. There's so much like science no. involved in it. <laughs> and, uh, and I was trying to like just force my way through it and I got to the part where he's like starting to figure out how to try to set up communication with the earth and I was like alright forget it I'm just going to go to and <laughs> try to stop a movie uh, any time to read or, or what are you listening to I mean other than you know podcasts uh, across the league um, what's what's like what's on the iPad on the iPod or iPad that you're listening to um, listening to I listen to a lot of outcasts um, which is classic. It never goes out of style. Yeah. Podcast, um, clearly the Hangtime Podcast on NBA.com, uh, the starters on NBA TV. Um, I listen to, what else? Mark Marin's podcast. Yep. Uh, uh, Bill Simmons, uh, Juliet Lipman's buddy of mine. Um, she has a great podcast with Bill Simmons. Um, who else? Um, Nerdist's podcast. If you guys are down oh, with those sure. guys. Yeah, Nerdist. Yeah, yep. yeah they're, they're always funny. Um, you know what else's podcast is pretty funny? It's Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. Really? I to listen to that. I, I'm not sure it's I even really knew he had good. one, yeah. Yeah, it's him and a, and a co-host is a comedy writer. And all they really do is talk about like movies from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. <laughs> <laughs> it's the strangest thing. And, they, and they'll have guests on who are like either really old actors yeah. or people who are like, you know, Hollywood actors now, like character actors, people like that. Um, and they just tell these old stories about Hollywood, and it's pretty funny and, and sort of strange and, and good to listen to when I'm, like, walking around the city or out doing stuff. Yeah. So that's a good one, too. Cool. Uh, reading, I tried to I tried to read The Martian. I couldn't get through it. Um, <clears throat> the only other thing I really like, uh, I read The New Yorker every week, which t- almost takes the entire week. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, but that's about it right now. That's awesome. Hey, Lang, man, we really appreciate the time, uh, and, and I'm, I'm even going to let you get out of here without asking you a question about the Braves. <laughs> Who wants to talk about the Braves? <laughs> well, we do have to get a finals prediction, though. Okay, go for it, Sean. Who, who's going to win it all, and in how many games, and who are they going to beat in the finals? I, you know, it's the most boring prediction ever, but I, I predicted Warriors-Cavs again, mm-hmm. um, because I, just, I honestly think those are the two best teams. Um, and I think the Warriors and six. I think the Cavs are going to go. I mean, they're good enough to win some games. Um, 
and I think they just know that they can do it. They, you know, they they were so close last year, even with all those guys getting injured. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, that's that's motivating for LeBron and for the Cavs, and they're gonna they're gonna be. It's going to be a good series, I think, if it ends up with those two. I'd set up awesome. for round two of that. Yeah, Thanks, no Lang. Appreciate it, man. Hope to talk to you down the road. Yeah, no sir. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Thank you. All right. What are you reading? <sighs> Boy, what am I reading? Um, you know what? I think on the Lost episode, as it may become known, yeah, uh, I talked about a piece in Sports Illustrated I read on Michael Phelps. Right. Right? Yeah, he did. Uh, it's excellent. He's the greatest Olympian of all time. And I, I would I would definitely recommend reading. It's a profile piece on, on Michael Phelps. You laugh. Why do you laugh? I laugh because in the Lost episode, what? I put up a big fight you about how, yeah. he, how, how quick you were to just he grant him the greatest Olympian of all time. And Done. then after we talked for like two minutes, I was like, all right, yeah, I guess he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it like was, there are other Olympians. My reaction was name, just so you know, out of are, line. That are in the conversation. Right. But at the end of the day, it's Michael Phelps. That's great. Okay, so that's that's what I uh, that's what I've read recently uh, that I found very interesting. What am I listening to? I am listening to you know what song I love right now. Uh, it's called "Riser" by Dirks Bentley. Okay, he performed it on the CMAs. It's awesome. I'll have to check that. Really out. good. It's it's yeah. It's it's worth listening to. Uh, what am I watching? Still watching the affair on Showtime. Really, really good. Uh, we're coming down to it. I don't know, a couple, maybe four episodes left, hopefully. Uh, and it's getting really, really good. Um, other than that, man, I, hoops. College basketball yeah, right. is in now. Uh, obviously, the NFL at its height with kind of a playoff push coming up here. And I'm watching this Warriors winning streak, man. You know how I feel about the Warriors. I got on them uh, in the last couple of years anyway just because of Steph Curry. And <clears> they are fun to watch. They're more fun than the Nets, the team that well. I'm watching every night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Nets the Nets are playing a lot better than they were the first few games of the year and really aren't getting the results. They no. Have, they have three wins. It's not good. They have three wins. And and they don't have their own draft pick, which is really what hurts you. Because <laughs> right. otherwise you say, fine, sell the farm and, and we'll tank. Not that that's working out for the Sixers. It's not good. No, they, no. they can't win. Yeah. No. Um. All right. I am going to read, I'm going to at least check out Lang's book. You should. You should. It's a, he's he's just a really good writer. I mean, you can even just check out anything on NBA.com. He's he's just an entertaining dude. Even as a Mets fan, that era yeah. of baseball is the era I grew up in. And it's an easy and read. I have the book. I'll give it to you. Okay, great. Yeah. And it was a, <laughs> I was very familiar with Bobby Cox and sure. that, those brave squads as yeah. they won the division every single year and just pounded my poor Mets into submission for you know better part of a decade you guys are on top now yeah great yeah um so that's probably what I'll read you know what I'm listening to hmm. I have made the switch now Black Friday is when I do it I'm listening wow. to Christmas music Yep, that'll be on now in the car, and we won't miss anything. We'll t- we'll but turn. But do you change it at all, or you from the moment you you turn the car on to the moment you turn it off and park? It's just Christmas music. It will be now for almost yes, wow. almost the entire time. All I right. occasionally mix it up if I, you know, I'm getting jingle bells for the fourth time yeah. that day or something. Yeah. But no, now it will be on the uh, the you. serious yeah. um, holiday channel. All right. Um. 
you listen to the Hangtime podcast. You should. You're an NBA, as an NBA fan. It's yeah. Good stuff there. And I'm a podcast fan. You are. It's true. Okay. Uh, do you? Where would you go with Christmas music? Every once in a while. Yeah. Now you'll start Very, filtering it in. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll I'll go occasionally now, but I I really don't seek it out. I find that. There's enough of it out there yeah. where I, I catch it every now and then. We're not going to miss anything on the radio. We Now, it's it's done. We won't miss anything for switching to holiday music. We'll come back January 2nd. It's going to be Adele, Hello, oh, One yeah, Direction. It's, right. it will, we, yeah. Nothing will change. Is the new they Gwen don't... Stefani song good? Should I like that? I kind of like it. Uh, <laughs> well... It, whether or not it's good yeah, okay. has nothing to do with whether or not you're yeah. going to like it. Yeah. But, I, no, I kind of like it, yeah. Right. All right. Um, I think I've maybe only heard it in passing and said, oh, I think that's Gwen Stefani. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll okay. have to focus more on that. Right. I'll listen to that. So you're on the Christmas music. And What's your favorite Christmas song? I don't know. Good God. Well, I mean, uh, this is not a... It's, it's, it's Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. That's got to be it. That's the best Christmas song out there. You know, we said, we we, we asked the question, what do you think is the song you've heard the most in your life? These are the types of conversations you bring up at the gym. Right. And you, we're trying to work out, and you're like, what do you think the most, what do you think the song you've heard most in your life? I don't know. Yeah, and you're like, oh, let's start a podcast based on our gym conversation, <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. Uh, and that was that was your answer, which I thought was great because a we're, we know, song. we're trying to yeah because we're yeah. thinking like we're trying to think at, um, at first you think to yourself what's the most popular song or the most played song on the radio and right. you're like is it Don't right. Stop Believing like right. but yes the Christmas songs I don't know which one it'll be but forever a Christmas song and some people say it's Happy Birthday <clears throat> I don't think so though really how many times a year do you hear Happy Birthday right because during the holiday season you'll hear oh. Mariah Carey twenty thirty times easy. Uh, Oh, more than that. Okay. I think but in, even in still, a week, if you go to the is, mall, then you're driving yeah. your car, and then you get to... I mean, it's, What I'm saying is happy birthday in a given year at, at tops is five. I mean, unless you're going to a yeah. glutton of five-year-old birthday parties. One other that was mentioned is was the Star Spangled Banner. That's a really good one, too. Um, I still don't know that yeah, it beats I'm with you. maybe the, the Christmas song, yep. and that would have to be Prime Mariah Carey okay. as being the one you hear all the time. Yeah. Uh, and what am I watching? Wow, that's usually the easy one. Right? Um, hoops. Watch all hoops. Yeah. Watch you always watch hoops. Walking Dead. Oh, you know what? I'm going to see Creed this week. I'm going to see it uh, cool. Sunday. Yeah. That I really want to see, too. Yeah. There, there's I've now, heard it's really good. There's the now reviews are good. Oscar buzz yeah. for Stallone. Yeah. Like, he's that good in this. Is that a... Maybe. Yeah. It always is. But that's right? what the Oscars are. That's... Yeah. You know? Not always, but... Well, I mean... They did give one to Eminem, didn't they? I mean, he was nominated. Stallone was nominated for yeah. Rocky. Yep. In '76, yep. and the movie won right. Best Picture. Right. Boy, It'd be how great. About, how about that's a that's a bookend right there. I mean, not that Creed's going to win Best Picture, but if Stallone can win, right. it's from '76 to 2015, playing the same character. Yeah. Could be nominated. Yeah. For an Oscar, playing the same character that he did in 1976. Yeah, yeah, Creed is definitely a movie I want to see. Cool. Might motivate me to work out. Something ought to. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. That might do it, yeah. yeah. All right, our thanks again to Lang Whitaker. Great stuff out of him. Uh, when we talk to you next, uh, we'll be joined by my uncle. Great. Right back into the family bloodlines. Right. Uh, 
but but again, for good reason. Um, a talent manager and a former casting director and agent um, in Los Angeles. So I think he's got some really good stories about people he's uh, come across in his work. Um, and he's a diehard Dodgers fan, so if you want to kind of twist the knife on him there, you can. Sure. Diehard, I, I won't. But. Major Lakers fan, too. We could just really do a whole hour ripping the Lakers. A lot of knives yeah. to twist. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we'll do that next time. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, all right? Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks.